Look around where you are. Find a place to hide. Find an exit. Now find another exit. Now find another place to hide. Now find three improvised weapons. Something you could do to save your life, your child's life, your parent's life, your significant other's life. Just look around. This is Corey Jones with the Be Ready with Safety Man podcast. Join us every week for a new podcast. Follow us everywhere podcasts are played and on YouTube, Be Ready with Safety Man. This is Corey Jones. All right, we're back. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Anthony. With the Safety Man podcast, Safety Man podcast, safetyman.co, everywhere your podcasts are liked, listened, followed, shared, everywhere. Safetyman.co. Make sure you follow. Yeah. So what do we got today, brother? Run, hide, fight, right? This is a topic that people hear, but I, I think they like, it's simple, so they think they understand it, but I think mentally preparing for the actual moment and just making quick plans is something we need to talk about. I think uh, some of the listeners will probably like this a lot. Yeah, unfortunately, in the news, we have had a couple of active shooting incidents in the in the country today or, the, or this month, and it's a renewed concern for everybody. You know, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, now, now that people are coming back to businesses, people are coming mm-hmm. back to schools. These are things that are going to happen. So, it's not you know if it's when, right? You know, and exactly. that's kind of how we train. It's not. It's you got to be mentally prepared for that and. So who came out with this? Was it the FBI that came out with the run-hide fight, I think, originally? Yeah, uh, home, Department of Homeland Security uh, actually officially put it on their website, but it was a joint study with the FBI and the Secret Service when they looked at a whole bunch of different active shooting incidents across the country and develop a uh, mindset of the attacker or the shooter, what was actually going on, and then they moved forward with putting together different things that citizens, law enforcement, and community leaders could do together to try to prevent, handle, and then recover from an event. Yeah, and I think it, it makes it simple to the general public. They wanted mm-hmm. something simple like, you know, having high-tech plans, it's not going to work, right? I think, you know, the Navy SEALs, they train in the simplest ways first and then add on the extra flavors, you know, later. It's yeah. You get the fundamentals down mm-hmm. and that and that's the key. I mean, run, hide, fight. Um, you want to start with the first one, run. I mean, common sense, right? Yeah, get off the X. So don't be where danger is. Get off the X is, is the first thing. I mean, in law enforcement, that was always our goal, right? Move out of the way of the bullets. <laughs> don't be where the bullets coming. If you're in traffic, get out from in front of the cars that are coming at you. If a bad guy's sprinting at you, get off the X, get off the line is the main thing you you want to do so even before that you listen to a podcast like this or watch a youtube video like this it's planning and getting in that mindset like you alluded to anthony is having that mindset that when you walk into any location whether it's your office that you go to all the time a store a mall a movie theater a, a ballpark just take 30 take 30 seconds just scan your surroundings scan the environment have that situational awareness establish what's going on normally and then find some exits yeah and then Communicate that with your group. It literally takes 30 seconds to do this and then go about your day. Here's the thing about Ron, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to hit a moving target. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, people watch movies and we'll talk about if you haven't watched some of our movie podcasts, check them out. We debunked, you know, the, the movies and the cops that are in the movies. But I'm telling you, it's hard to hit a moving target. It really is. And the faster you move away from that person, diagonally, zigzag, what you know, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. the harder it is to hit that person. Yeah, don't be there. Don't, yeah. You just start moving away from wherever the problem is happening as fast as possible. I don't know what the math is, but you're increasing your life expectancy of survival probably exponentially every step you take away mm-hmm. from that attacker. Well, as firearms instructors, right, it gets exponentially harder to hit a target at 10 yards, 15 yards, 25 yards. Mm-hmm. And you can cover that distance, 10, 12 yards, in just a few seconds. Uh-huh. I mean, 50-yard dash takes, what, 10 seconds? 
for yeah, people? For, yeah, for, no, <laughs> for, for you and I. <laughs> How long is a 50 yard dash? Like a 4 4 40? Yeah, they do okay. it. They do it like, you know, I mean, if you're like a good runner, you're doing it in four or five seconds. But okay, for so. us slower people, yes. Uh, but realistically, eight, nine, 10 seconds to get 50, half a football field away, yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah. That's yeah. A, and trying to hit someone that's still moving, it's hard. So listen, move away and run as fast as you can. It's very simple. Now, if you got kids, Make a plan with your, you know, significant other. Say, hey, if this happens, I'm going to grab, you know, the heaviest kid, mm-hmm. throw him on my shoulder and go, you take the baby, you know, or vice versa, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whoever the stronger one in the relationship is. So mm-hmm. just make a quick plan and say, hey, you know, it happens, grabbing the kids, drop everything else. You don't need the bags. No. You don't need the book bags. Take it and run. Yep. Yep. Get off the X, take everybody with you and communicate the plan. All right. So the first thing we want to do is make the plan. And that's what we're doing now. We're giving you all those tactics to make the plan. And making the plan is taking that 30. Take that 30. Take 30. I know I said a lot. Take 30 seconds to pre-plan everything that you're doing, and then you can relax. Take 30 seconds when you get on an airplane and watch this flight attendant show you how to put on your mask and get your uh, seat cushion, which could be used as a flotation device. So you can do that. And then when it's time to run, you take people and go to the exit as fast as you can to the exit. And then after run, and these things aren't in progression. There, it's this is fluid. You can start and stop and run, hide, fight based on what the situation is. So we have to say them in order, but that doesn't mean that you have to start in order. So the next one would be hide. And it may be the best thing to do. It may be the best thing to hide as opposed to run. If we're in a building like this where it has multiple different rooms, we're here shooting at one room, I may not want to run out into the hallway and there's no other exit in the room that we're in. So maybe I want to hide behind the door and then I'll start to prepare myself. There's a lot of heavy objects in here I could hurt somebody with and prepare myself to fight if I have to. So you see what I'm doing right there? Yeah. As I'm hiding, I'm thinking about, okay, what could I do if I had to defend myself or my family? Do so you, that's what we're doing. Do you, do you know what the number one thing that they've found in all the studies? Unfortunately, there's so much data now, they, they can make good determinations. That, do you know what the number one thing is in schools that prevents an active shooter when it's happening? Do you know what it is? Locked doors? Locked doors. Mm. Literally, a locked door they have found is like the number one deterrent because... If you're an active shooter and you're in the mindset, I want to kill as many people as possible, you're not going to spend three, four minutes trying to jimmy a door open. No, you're not. You're, you're going to go, it's locked. I can't really see inside. There's kids screaming. There's people screaming. I'm going to go down there and yep. try to get them. That's how they're thinking. You have to think like a killer, unfortunately, in these situations, you know, on our side. You, you personally at home don't have to, but yeah, we're yeah. studying these things and reading this data and understanding why it's happening. But yeah, the number one thing, there's only been a couple incidents where they've literally spent so much time trying to get through a, a locked door. Get in a classroom, get in a room, locked door. And then our previous podcast, the barricading, mm-hmm. barricade the door. It's very easy to barricade the door. You don't have to be very strong to do it. No. I'm not a huge guy, and I guarantee I can move pretty much most of this stuff if I had to and get in front of the door yep. pretty quickly in under a minute. Exactly. Exactly. There's a refrigerator back there, too. We could push that over there if it's like the zombie apocalypse started. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we did a podcast on that, too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, just barricading, locking a door and barricading it. And you can make a crazy effective barricade where, like, let's say they did. They broke the door. They shot through. They finally broke it. They spent two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Police are on their way now at this point. And now if they get through that first door and all of a sudden they see chairs and tables and all this stuff in their way. Right. They're, they're, and, and what are we doing while that's happening? We're buying time. We're distracting them. So we delay them. 
by mm-hmm. running or barricading and hiding. And now they still made it to us. So now we have to distract them from it. And that's what all these upside down chairs and all that stuff is. And then we might have to defeat them. So we, then we might have to go to that fight. Mm-hmm. Right. So while that's happening at any point when you're running, at any point when you're hiding, barricading and all those different things, we have to be thinking, what happens if a fight starts? What happens if this person comes in and they're about to hurt me, my family, or even these innocent people that I'm barricaded or running or hiding with? We have to start thinking about improvised weapons if we don't have a weapon system that we're trained and legally allowed to use. So one of the trainings that I had been to in the past, which was effective on my mindset, uh, is that when you get into a situation, being prepared to fight and just throwing you know, a shooter or attacker off, they had an incident where the training showed they had a, they had a, like a Nerf gun, right? Mm-hmm. And they had all the people hung in, hung up in one of the corners. And the person came in and he had so many, you know, Nerf bullets or whatever and came in and how many person, people he could hit, right? So he came in, ding, 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 hit like, you know, 10 people out of the 20 in the room just by, you know, just by shooting it off. Then we all had to grab something in our hands. So we grabbed, they had like light objects, like mm-hmm. little like tennis balls and, and things. They're supposed to represent like books and bottles and, you know, anything that you can get your hands on. Sure. And so now the goal was this guy had to shoot as many people as possible while getting things thrown, hit at him. And he hit like three people out mm-hmm. of his 20 bullets. Right. You know, and so that's just effective measure that, you know, you, uh, you hate to say you have to play the odds, but that's, yeah. you know, if, if someone came in the room and everyone's throwing. We're looking. I'm looking around right now. I mean, there's bottles. There's this coffee pot. I mean, there's, I see a cast iron frying pan. There's <laughs> knives. There, you know. I mean, these things are being thrown at this person. I mean, you know. There's a bag of gold medal flour. Could you imagine somebody <laughs> getting in the face with a big bag of gold medal flour? They're not gonna be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a that's like a movie prop. Right yeah, exactly. There. <laughs> we may have to put that in the other podcast too. <laughs> but no. But like realistically, like just grabbing something in your hand, a stapler, mm-hmm. anything you could possibly grab to throw at this person and wing it at their face as hard as you possibly can, or hit them and strike them. You know, they showed about people stacking against the door. The person come in, someone grabs the weapon, mm-hmm. making a quick plan. You know, with yeah. other people. So everybody who's watching and listening to this, just look around where you are right now. Take thirty. Look around where you are. Find a place to hide. Find an exit. Now find another exit. Now find another place to hide. Now find three improvised weapons, something you could do to save your life, your child's life, your parents' life, your significant other's life. Just look around. Make a mental note of it. And then start doing that everywhere you go all the time. Make it so it's like you're not even really thinking about it. And, and this is this is a last resort. We're not telling you to just start throwing bottles at people. We're, we're telling you mm-hmm. this is a last resort. You know, you can you have to be a survivor and a fighter. You have to have that mentality like – Worst case scenario, I'm just going to grab whatever I can and attack this person, even if, if I don't survive. But you know what? Someone else will with me. You have to have that warrior mentality. Like, I'm going down with a fight, and they're coming with me. You yeah. have to have that in your mind. And at least 20% of active shooters are stopped by civilian on location. At yeah. least 20% are stopped by civilian on location. There's there's at least four that happened within the past three or four years where civilians did that. One was a college student who stopped an, an open-air active shooter. There was another one where an active shooter was shooting into a Waffle House from outside with an AR-15-style rifle, and a person inside went through the broken glass and grabbed the rifle and tackled the guy. There's actually even been studies where people have actually just yelled at the person, mm-hmm. and it threw off their mindset. And they started people started screaming at them, not like in pain, but just screaming, like yelling at them, and, and it actually had stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know. So the run-hide-fight mentality is something we have to have in our society, unfortunately. 
And that, you know, listen, it goes to, because I know there's a lot of stuff about guns and whatnot in America, but even overseas, they have tons of knife attacks, mm -hmm. same things. And yeah, it might not be as crazy. They might not be able to kill 20 people in one incident, but the same thing applies. Run away from a knife. Exact same. It's the same concept. Get same Hide if you have to, right? And then ha if you're going to have to fight to the death, then, or, you know, whatever, grab something in your hand. Yes. And so it applies across the board is what I really like about the simplicity. Yeah. And you want to use this for your personal safety, but also if you, wherever you work, wherever you're, you go to school, whatever you do, make sure that the people in charge of the safety and security of you and that, that property are aware of what they're going to do if there's an active shooter or an active attacker or any kind of event like that that requires an emergency. Make sure that they have a plan. If they don't, you can contact me at safetyman.co and I do provide this type of training for schools, organizations, and companies. So make sure you have a plan. If they're not gonna do it for you, then make sure you have it for yourself and the people you work with or live with that they're going to be safe in the event that something happens. Because after is, is too late. So, because active shooter training increases your safety, but as a company, it reduces your liability. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee just even for like simple, like, here's the thing we train, you know, we're always like at this level. Right. But there's probably an instant where like, let's say there's smoke in the building. I guarantee that half the people working, if you're watching this at your office, if you're a manager, they probably don't even know half the exits in your building. I guarantee it. Like have a training one day where you walk around and everyone walks and sees every exit. Because mm -hmm. people are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. They come in the same entrance and same exit every day. And they probably don't even know there's a back room with an exit or whatnot. You probably go, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was back there. Mm -hmm. So just having a training where we walk around today and we check out the exits yeah. might save a life like and, you know, be a pretty good uh, healthy activity. Exactly. Exactly. So run, hide, fight. Definitely those three things. And if you're going to do them, we're doing them at 100 percent. We're doing them at 100 percent. If when like like Anthony was saying, if you start to fight, you got to have that warrior mentality, that warrior mindset. You got to say, "Not me, not today, not me, not today, and not my family, not today." It's it's just definitely not going to happen. And finally, I wanted to touch on you know what happens when police do show up or first responders do show up to that mm, active. That's a good incident. point. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, I know you've had training in that. Time. So people have to realize that they are there to stop the shooter. They are not there initially to help out the victims. So. One, I mean, we can tie, we, we're constantly tying, this is what's great about our, this, our podcast, we're constantly tying our other stuff back together. Mm -hmm. This is why the tourniquet training one is super important. Go check that one out, our podcast, if you haven't seen that one, because you might be having to do life-saving stuff because the police aren't there initially to stop the bleeding, to get the emergency squad in there. They are there to stop and kill the shooter if they have to, or at least detain them and place them under arrest. That is what the primary goal. It used to not be that way. It is now that's what the way it's done. So you're going to see them stepping over people. People are going to be screaming for help. They are not there to help you right away, and you have to realize that. Mm -hmm. The second wave, once that person is taken care of and eliminated, then that is when your EMT, your squad, your firefighters, anyone else that can assist is going to be then in the building to help with life-saving abilities. And even then, I hate to say this, but the people that aren't going to make it are very rare. They're not going to probably get tended to, believe it or not, because it, they're not going to be able to save those people. They're going to triage and prioritize the, mm -hmm. uh, the viable candidates for that. And, you know, again, this is hard stuff to hear. It's, it's not like we enjoy saying these things, but we need to give you reality. Okay. Mm -hmm. This isn't a sugarcoat type of podcast. We're giving you the reality in this situation. So you have to be prepared to protect yourself, to take care of yourself if somebody gets injured and you got to go 100%. So when the police do get there, don't do anything sudden to them. Keep your hands where they can see them. Follow their instructions. If you have good information that they may need, like there was two shooters, what they look like, what kind of weapons they had, and where they were last seen. If they talked about bombs, if they were speaking in a different language, if they were wearing a specific type of clothing, 
anything like that, all that good, timely, accurate, actionable information, you want to give that to the police in a clear, concise way, okay, a clear, concise way, and follow their instructions, all right, follow their instructions to get out or whatever they're telling you to do, show your hands, get down, drop your backpack, whatever it is, do that. So that's what we got for you for the run hide fight. It's pretty simple, but you know, you hear the words and go, Oh yeah, I'll run hide fight. But you know, really think about it, put it in perspective, like Corey said, and hopefully, you know, maybe you, I hope that you never have to use this, but it's good to have training into it in, in case you do. So it is. So like, again, we both said, we hope you never have to use this, but we want you to have the information, train it with your family, train it with your friends, train it with your coworkers, train it with the people at your house of worship, wherever you are, and make sure that you're ready to run, hide, fight if you have to. This has been the Safety Man Podcast. I'm Corey with Anthony. Go to safetyman.co, Safety Man Podcast. Be safe, be ready, like, follow, listen, share, and comment. Cool. See you guys in the next one. Be safe.